0: Y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every. Wake your punk
1: ass up. This Chris
2: Brown, I've officially joined the Breakfast Club. Say something, mother. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous
1: morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches.
3: Yo 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 yo
2: yo 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 yo.
4: Good morning Angela Yee. Good morning DJ MV. Charlemagne the God.
5: Peace to the planet, it's
4: Tuesday! Yes, it's Tuesday.
5: What's happening? How's everybody feel this morning? What's
3: going on?
4: Much better.
5: I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. What do you mean much better? What was wrong?
4: Oh no, she I just had a, a long road. few days. Oh. I had my opening in my coffee shop Friday, Saturday I had Angela Yee Day. Then I flew out to for a lot of I did an interview with Kodak Black and then now I'm finally Young Kodak. Back. Young, yes.
3: young Yak. Yes ma'am.
4: And now I'm back man. the <laughs> same He actually yes, didn't.
3: Oh he didn't You well, don't got no
5: manners?
4: No, I didn't say that. He just didn't use that particular phrase. Oh. But okay. Yes, he was very polite.
5: Right, Kodak is a Kodak is a uh Kodak is a good good person, mm-hmm. I believe. He's just young, man. Young people make mistakes, as we all did when we were young. Absolutely. And imagine having access to all of that money and all of those resources and everything else at that age.
4: You know, since he was 17, he hasn't been out of jail for one consecutive year. Like, he's been in and out, in and out. Really? Since he was 17 and before that, juvie and all kinds of... You know, you got to think about all the trauma that people go through and the guards beating him up in jail and everything that happened. But he's going to get... Uh, really in-depth about a lot of those things.
5: And that's why I've uh, committed my life to healing. Helping, helping, you know, people in general heal, but especially young black men. Because if we don't break them generational curses, who will? Absolutely.
4: Yeah, there's some parts in there that I felt like, oh man, you might want to cry.
5: Man, we've been passing trauma off as culture for so damn long, but this is the uh, first generation I feel that has the luxury of actually healing. So, we'll be okay.
4: But yes, it was a whirlwind of days for me. And then, and then, The Breakfast Club went viral yesterday, but we'll talk about that later.
5: The Breakfast Club went viral for what?
4: Envy. (laughs) what did Envy do? (laughs) Envy calling Kanye a clown like 30 times yesterday. Oh, I sent Kanye
5: what's healing energy. I'm sending him healing energy. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I sent him healing energy.
4: But I'm sure, you don't mind adjusting that, right, Envy, later? Sure. Okay.
3: I had a a zillion of one conversations with a zillion of one people yesterday. What more is there to say after you call somebody a client. Here's
5: the thing, and Artists, I said Kanye West here athletes, energy. Athletes,
3: people, the, the, this team. I, have, I had a zillion one conversation yesterday. But you can't we'll ever, ever it, have right?
5: the real conversation because what, what, what that is, what what your statements were rooted in, we would never be able to share because it's not our story to tell. Correct you know what I mean so if, if people, it, if if people, people involved, knew me, yeah. if people knew they would understand why you said what you said but I choose to send him healing
3: energy right? okay yeah the people that were involved hit me it was, it was, I got so many calls yesterday from older artists newer artists athletes actors uh, people in the industry uh, Ye's team a whole bunch of people we'll talk about it a little bit but like you said it's it's something that you know, it's not my story to tell. Mm-hmm. It's not your story to tell. We just know, and I know how it makes me feel. But we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later. I'll tell it. I'm tell it.
5: Me. You <laughs> <gonna> tell <laughs> it? <laughs> you can tell
3: it? a report. You can tell it. It's
4: not, rumor report. It's, it's going to
3: come out. When it comes out, I'm sure it'll come out. People mm-hmm. understand yeah. from there. Mm-hmm. Now we got some special guests joining us uh, today. Who we got? Uh, uh, last week I was out. Um, you guys interviewed Ingrid Best? Oh, man. Please tell oh. people who Ingrid Best is.
4: Okay, so Ingrid Best is a very dear friend of mine, but she is the uh, executive vice president uh, for Combs Enterprises. That's Diddy's Enterprises, mm-hmm. and she runs the Delion and Ciroc, and they just launched this really incredible campaign celebrating black business owners. It actually just launched yesterday. So she's going to come up here and talk about how she's gotten into the position that she has and the team that she's created of all black women.
3: I missed it. I was out of town. Inger's the best. She's very, very... That's her um, last name. Best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. And these conversations
5: is, are great because everybody always wants to do things in front of the camera and be, you know, all out.
3: For people to see Ingrid's one of those people who makes things happen behind the scenes. For a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even before uh, running Combs Entertainment. Mm So uh, can't wait for you guys to hear that. But let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about.
4: Well, the last U.S. military planes have left Afghanistan. So that is America's longest war, 20 years. And we'll tell you what that's like and what Joe Biden had to say. He also is going to be speaking today about that.
3: All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning
5: every time as much as we play this record I still don't know the words Medieval.
3: Morning everybody It's DJ Envy Angela Yee Charlemagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club Let's get in some front page news Where we starting ye?
4: Well the last US military planes Have left Afghanistan And here is General Frank McKenzie Who is the commander of US Central Command Speaking at the Pentagon About not getting everyone out Even though the last planes have left
6: Look, there's a lot of heartbreak associated with this departure. We did not get everybody out that we wanted to get out. But I think if we'd stayed another 10 days, Louie, we wouldn't have gotten everybody out that we wanted to get out. And there still would have been people who would have been disappointed with that. It's a tough situation. But I want to emphasize again that simply because we have left, that doesn't mean the opportunities for both Americans that are in Afghanistan that want to leave and uh, and Afghans who want to leave, they will not be denied that opportunity. I think our Department of State is going to work that very hard in the days and weeks ahead.
5: I hope they really got everybody out. I pray nobody missed those flights.
6: Well, they said there's a small
4: number of Americans under 200, and they said it's likely a number that's closer to 100 Americans who remain in Afghanistan and want to leave. Now, Why addition- are they
5: still there? I thought they had to be out by the 31st.
4: I mean, they were trying to get everybody out. I don't know why there's still some people uh, that haven't been able to get there. They said the last five flights didn't even have any U.S. citizens on there.
5: Let me find out America Book Spirit Airlines flights for you, Shut
4: All right. In addition to that, uh, he also talked about the uh, threat of terror now. How high is that?
6: The terror threat's going to be very high. But I think what we'll do is we will work with the Taliban and work with the next government of Afghanistan, uh, Afghanistan, Whatever his characterization is going to be, in order to ensure that our citizens are protected and that they have an opportunity to uh, to leave, as you know, we still hold a variety of significant leverage over whatever future government exists in Kabul, and I and I have no doubt that the Department of State will fully exercise that leverage.
3: Do you have any confidence in their ability to secure the city right now, the Taliban? I
6: think they're going to be challenged to secure the city.
5: Yeah, I'm on high alert. You know the next couple of mm-hmm. weeks because it's the 20th anniversary of 9/11, and America is very vulnerable right now. You just never know. If they wanted to do something, this would be a, a, a good opportunity for them, right?
4: And video from so. Kabul Airport does show that they were celebrating. The Taliban was celebrating and saying, "This victory belongs to us all," and congratulating the people of Afghanistan. So they're looking at this as a victory, a war that lasted almost 20 years.
5: I mean, it is. The ops, the ops is gone. The ops fled the scene. So yeah. And what did he, So he said they're going to actually talk to the leader of the Taliban? That's what he well, said? they
4: said they have to engage. Mm-hmm. And so it's no way around engaging to have to deal with them. Just, and, just, and, you know, ISIS-K is it, like the Taliban is saying that they're not the way that they used to be, the draconian measures that they used to take. But a lot of people are on high alert that things are going to revert back to what it used to be like before because it's supposed to be a lot more moderate now. But ISIS-K is not supposedly part of the Taliban. It's a terror group.
5: hmm Oh, for the record, that's what Trump was doing, and he got flat for it.
4: All right, well, that is your... negotiating with him, trying to make a deal. Front page news.
3: All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. (laughs) This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Dante from Atlanta. Dante
3: from Atlanta. Get it off your chest.
2: Nothing, man. Just want to, you know, shout out to y'all and appreciate everything that y'all do. I'm on my way to work right now. Uh, y'all definitely, you know, help everybody get through their day. And I uh, just wanted to shout out my black queen, my fiance, Amber. Hey. Uh, got her, yeah, man. She's got her YouTube page, Amber B. Uh, A-M-B-R-B, home decor, home decoration and lifestyle. Y'all go check that out. Uh, we're getting married in April. And, uh, yeah, just wanted to shout her out, man. Everybody have a blessed day.
4: Well, oh, congratulations to you and your queen, man. Shout out to Amber, your black queen.
5: Yeah,
2: most definitely. I appreciate y'all,
3: man. Y'all have a good one. Hey, you too now,
4: bro. Hello, who's this?
2: Hey, good morning, Envy. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela. Rick. Rick hey, Rick. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Angela, I want to apologize. I didn't get to come to EJ. I got caught up working on the crib. Okay, so I apologize for not coming Rick, through. I would have brought you up man, on that what?
4: stage with Mellow with Trav. I saw I know, iPhone man, Sim was man. there.
2: Oh my god, I know I, I'm gonna shout all of them out, but um, I agree with Envy, man. Envy, I don't like Kaya either, man. I got a lot of flack for, 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 for not being like a Kaya into his music, but I think he's a clown too. Man. I think he's the most <laughs> overrated person in hip hop.
3: No, he, no I, he's, he's definitely not overrated can, as he an artist he's now, busy. Stop. He's, a, stop. he's a great, he is, stop. Yeah, he's a great stop. Stop. artist. I just don't like some of the things he does outside of music, and I'll, I'll explain them a little I, bit more later, but... I,
2: I think his body of work, as much as people want to compare it to other bodies of work, it doesn't stand up, man. Yo,
5: you're, yo Rick, now you bugging. Like, Kanye does a lot yeah. of wild antics, but those first five albums, actually first, first six five, albums, are classic. First no, first, no, first six. Not, the first two. The Bro, first two. let's break it down then. First late late the registration. Co- yeah, and college dropout, late registration, graduation. And, and, and
2: maybe, and maybe, and maybe, maybe eight oh eight a hundred. my
5: beautiful dog twisted
2: fantasy. Everything else is trash. You're out of your that. mind. Are you,
5: my my beautiful dog twisted fantasy was the best album of, of from 2010 to 2020. Stop. It was the album of the decade. Rap wise,
2: Kanye, no way. How could it be a best rap album? He, 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 guys, is Kanye is this subjective.
3: Lyricist? This is how my so, beautiful. So dog. you feel? Listen, right?
5: it's a lot of things we can debate about Kanye. Was his music is not one of lyricist. them, guys?
3: He's not a
2: lyricist,
3: and he,
5: he, he, he no, he's not a. He's definitely not a lyricist,
3: he says, but he makes Come great in, bodies of work. Like Kanye, you can't, you can't, you can talk negative about Kanye's Jesus music. Kanye delivers h and every. No, Jesus
5: was trash. Jesus was definitely trash. So you
2: just said his first six albums, is trash. His last two albums,
5: you chat. Jesus was one of the six? Jesus wasn't his, I'm talking about college dropout, late registration, yeah, yeah, first gra- graduation. First yeah, graduation. First yeah, graduation. Listen, graduation. 808 our heartbreaks. Yeah. My beautiful dog, Twisted Fantasy. Those five. I meant the five. Those five. Nah, the and life of Pablo The life of Pablo banging too, bro <laughs> And to watch the Watch the Throne album, bro Like, stop, man Don't do this, man yeah, Don't do this Watch
2: the Throne and Kanye By myself Jake, Kanye That
5: whole album Alright, Rick We're gonna have to <laughs> Rick, you personally have to agree Just disagree. don't like Kanye I yeah, guess Let's not I be ridiculous, time, guys Angela.
2: Angela, This is an argument I have
4: in the barbershop All
5: the time <laughs> It's a ridiculous but, argument Are there ever sir.
4: people On your side? No, it ain't, man This is a
5: ridiculous argument Like, we can argue About Kanye's antics We can argue Argue about how he treats people. We can argue that all that type of stuff, but you can't argue that musically. Come on, bro. He's he's one of the greatest to ever do it. I
2: can't. You know what it is. He tells you Kanye got Trump syndrome. He tells you that everybody buys
5: it. It's trash. No, I got ears. All right. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Like, Kanye's first five albums are classic, guys. The Give college dropout, late registration, graduation, 808 Heartbreak, my beautiful dog, Twisted Fantasy. Like,
3: stop. Come on. 800-585-1051. If you want to vent, you can hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Baby.
1: Baby. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling call This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or we're blessed. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club.
3: Hello, who's this? This is Nikki calling from Florida. Hey, Nikki. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. McKelvey. Miss Yee. Good morning, queen. morning. How are you?
0: Okay, I am good. Um, Minus my call for that. Envy, I had to call up here. Like you owe me child support, baby.
3: Oh, you? Uh-oh. Go- I owe you child support? I don't even know you. <laughs> I-
0: i called up here like you owe me child support let's talk about yesterday Uh-oh. here we I go i understand how you feel about Kanye. all right but i had a whole discussion on youtube with a couple of y'all followers letting them know i don't know what y'all were expecting out of this kanye album uh, kanye is in the street he ain't doing id models to right? he uh excuse me See to God, I gotta quote you. You said that you appreciate rappers in their age that rap about real life stuff. This man was depressed. This man was broken. This man chose to express his grief through his musical masterpiece i love the album and i'm a huge kanye fan i'm eleven, but i'm 6 8 for kanye
5: all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. i mean that's why music is subjective i'm not mad at your and, and
4: late like, music exactly. made you feel so, away because you could relate to it exactly and i feel like dj envy okay your
0: job as a dj you gotta let the music speak i understand that you got beats. and as a kanye fan i do not agree with everything my man does but that album I feel like that album was his vulnerability. We saw him go through all this stuff with Gonda dying and just dialing out in the media. I think you should give it a chance. Don't call the man a clown. This is him showing his emotions about his mom. Come on, man, you gotta give it a chance. Now, I was ready to fight you at your
3: car show down in Miami. <laughs> you could you could, You can come see me, we could have a conversation. I said, but I, I don't I, I don't asking. think Kanye's music is, is clownish. I just think him as a person and what he does behind the scenes is clownish. That's I never like I never disrespect that man's music. I I mean I actually love Kanye's music. So it has nothing to do with Kanye as an artist. It has to do with Kanye as a person. But
0: listen,
2: that's K- like
3: saying Kodak black.
0: My daughter loves Kodak, okay? Y'all were just talking about. Him. I'm not a huge Kodak fan. a lot of the stuff you do I can't agree with my daughter loves his music girl that's fine but I understand that Kodak does make good music regardless of his antics you gotta you gotta let the music speak you you gotta give it a chance don't don't shelf it just because you don't, I don't agree I don't, with him as a person.
5: I, I, I've listened, I to, I've listened anything, to the whole album. I think, and then listen, just personally, I think the album is kind of lackluster. He got some joints on there I really like, though. Like, I love the joint with Kanye and Westside, I love the joint with the locks and J Electronica, I love the joint with Roddy Rich. But I mean, it just, I don't know. It's an hour and 40-something minutes is a long time. To
4: me, a good album oh, is... Long time. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is a long, yeah, an album. If you like, like, six or seven songs on this album, I feel like that makes it a good album. Uh, Not when, like,
5: when the hour's an hour 40 minutes, ye. Yeah,
4: but I do feel like there's six really, really great songs on there. I just And think then he, there's some that I could listen to, and then there's a few I don't like, but...
5: Yeah, I just think he should have shortened it. 12 songs? There's a great album within that hour 48 minutes.
4: And I heard that yesterday, and
0: I completely agree. Because I'm not going to lie. I was like, an hour and 40 minutes. But what do I expect? Re to shows. Stuff was changing up. Features. But DJ Envy, you had me at work boiling. I was like, oh god! I went home talking about it. I was like, oh god! But that's <laughs> oh, what happened. God.
5: But 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 that's what happens when people don't know the whole story, and it's not our story to true. tell.
0: And I'm gonna listen, and I'm gonna yeah. listen when it comes out that may, you know, I may be able to say, okay, you know what, DJ Envy, I get it.
3: 110. You know, I still think it's a good album, but I don't think you should just shelve it because of the hype. I didn't say I yet. was going to shelve you the did. album. I didn't say I you didn't, definitely, I, You definitely said, said you were to listen to it. I don't control the music on the radio, you, so I, it's not, it's, I don't right, control none of that. you in
0: your car, you at home with Logan in <laughs> Oh, you <laughs> are at home with Logan.
3: You can't make me listen to... You can't make me listen to what I want to listen to in my car. <laughs> play it right
0: <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> you can't make me Every listen to what I want to
3: play in my car what I want to play when I work out. But Logan is home.
4: You, gotta find that you know what? We to
5: to we're going to get Lil Logan to slam his ass and make him listen to the album. That's what we're going to do. We gonna make, Logan, slam your daddy and put them
3: earbuds in his ear, okay? Oh, my goodness. Don't get Logan jumped, man. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. We got rooms on the way?
4: Yes, and Eda Booty Gang is back. I'm we out here. Okay. What? <laughs> Let's say we'll talk about
3: it. In the you room. Say that and look at me. Goodness, I crazy. did not look at you. Yes, you
4: did. You. He definitely did.
3: I you're kinky, man. Absolutely not. Oh my goodness, mouth open and everything. Have All you right.
5: been married, uh, been with your woman for a certain time. How long have you been with your woman? 26 years. You definitely ate some booty. That's yes. not what okay. the booty but, gang
4: is about today.
5: He, oh, I don't see, if you jump in the gun. <laughs> you
4: don't know what she's talking hey, about. Hey, man. <laughs> Think about the reverse it.
3: I've been told y'all. I, never Flip
4: mind. it and reverse it.
3: We talk about it. All right, Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
1: It's about time, what's going on? Yeah. Rumor report, rumor report. This is the rumor report Doctor. with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club.
4: All right, well, first let's talk about our show, Drink Champs. We love that show, that's right. And Trick Daddy was recently on, and he discussed a topic. and We all know him <clears> from the <throat> Eat a Booty Gang, and I feel like this has been said before, but he's very blatant about the fact that he likes to uh. Eat the booty Okay No not Not he likes not to do just that. that It gets done to him mm-hmm. Alright listen to this conversation
5: So it's the eat a booty game I'm building the franchise up now I, I, Now I'm getting the women To support the eat a booty game Wait 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 wait. talk Wait wait who is it Wait wait say, it? Okay, wait, wait. Yeah. wait When you say women To support the eat booty game You're yeah. saying women Is eating the booty Yeah women uh, eat the on. booty wait, wait what
1: <laughs> Yeah
5: I don't know where to make noise for that or not. Yeah, I get <laughs> <out>. yeah, <laughs> wait a minute, what? I get <laughs> out. Listen to me. All right, Trick, you don't have your legs in the air, though. It depends. <laughs> How many times is Trick going to go viral for the same thing? Every time he says this, y'all act <laughs> like it's the first time. Like, I don't know <laughs>
4: why people still shame this for you guys. I don't
5: get it either. Like, and I
4: feel like both of y'all have said the same thing up here, too.
5: so is Tank. So is a bunch of other people. Like, y'all got to stop kink-shaming people for what they like to do in the bedroom. Number one, he's being funny. And number two, it can absolutely be described as getting
3: can you say that? You no, say- you cannot say oh.
5: that. It can be described as that. As the I mean, same we thing say, said, yes. Yeah, we say eat the poom pom so Right. Just eat s- it's eating. all the same. What else could you call it? I really have no idea. Slurper so, booty? So you like your, your legs in the air too like like that? I've never done that, but I mean, it doesn't matter. That's my business in the bedroom. You, you know right. what I mean? But y'all got to stop kink shaming people for stuff like that. And why do y'all act like this is the first time, every time Trick Daddy says it? I, I don't, don't know. He said this a he million a times. He says it times, he
3: asked <laughs> we All had right. topics about it before. I know we have.
4: Do you guys shave the hair on your butt or nothing like that? Like back there, as you manscape.
3: That sounds mm-hmm. human resources, but uh, yes, I do.
4: What shaving? I mean, you ask me about mine. My- because I'm thinking you about as hey, you how? guys are getting. What you mean
3: how? That's the has the question. You go like this. This is this the shaver. He puts his leg Can you put it in up in the crack of your butt.
1: <clears throat> yes. All right, you put something. You,
5: you put a vibrating thing. <laughs> a vibrating oblong Oh, so you want to call to
3: manscape. You don't know yeah. manscape?
4: <laughs> you know, to you be clear, Charlamagne didn't start manscaping until The Breakfast Club. you right. right. <laughs> yeah, that is not ma- true. Yes, it no. is. Because yes, you is. said you didn't before. No, I
5: started manscaping when we was doing MTV's Guy Code. Because the first episode of MTV's Guy Code was about manscaping. I never had heard of such a thing. But wasn't so this was during also club? while you
4: were on The Breakfast Club? Because yes, we had breakfast a whole club conversation about it and you said you never did it.
5: It was all MTV's Guy Code. But you do remember you said
4: you didn't use the manscape.
5: Yeah, but it had nothing to do with Breakfast Club. But...
4: Right. That, and was then... the first,
5: that was literally the first episode of MTV's Guy Code 10 years ago.
4: Okay. Well, mm-hmm.
3: yes, I manscaped.
4: Yeah, as you should. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Drake has went to Instagram to unveil some more certified lover boy merch. Now, y'all saw that uh, picture that he had of all the little uh, uh, emojis of Mm -hmm. the pregnant women. And people were confused about what that is. So what that is, and it was explained, is um, basically, well, I don't think that's the cover art. But they're saying the pregnant... It's not the cover. They said that's the pregnant emojis are a way for saying that the album is nine months late.
5: Who is they? Who said this?
4: So... That is, um, according to OBO Sound. Well, Elliot Wilson
5: confirmed that it's the album cover. (laughs) Yeah, they said it was the album cover yesterday. And and DJ Academics actually spoke to Drake, and Drake said it's the album cover. Do I think it's the actual album cover? Probably not. But (laughs) it gets the people talking. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, who gives a damn about
3: album covers anymore? I was thinking the same thing. Nobody ever looks at an album cover like that's how you just listen to the album. It's not the the 90s, early
5: 2000s. Donda has no cover. (laughs)
4: Literally,
5: it's nothing. It's it's just a black box. People
4: thought it was clever. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> what? But yes, yeah, so I don't know if this is the cover art or not, but they're saying that this could be, you know, just because the album was nine months uh, late, so he's pregnant. <laughs> or it could be, as Elliot Wilson said, the cover. And, you know, like you said, DJ Academic said he asked Drake, and Drake said that, yes, this really is the cover. It so. wouldn't be
5: the last time Drake did a basic-ass cover. I mean, if you're reading this too late, it was a basic-ass cover, but then that became like a, a hit me.
4: I love the way that um, Little Nas X actually hijacked that cover for his own, mm-hmm. too. And he put a bunch of emojis of pregnant men.
6: <laughs>
4: All right, now, <laughs> Drake has also shared some new images of Certified Lover Boy and Nike, the collab that they have in the, uh, with together. Something other than me has got to give. That's what one of the shirts said. One says, Should have said you love me today because tomorrow is a new day. One says, I don't miss, let alone miss you. The hell? Some t-shirts. Or big T-shirts. That... <laughs> it's a lot. Of, some... It's a lot of writing, a exactly. lot of words on there. But yes, they managed to fit it all in. You gotta at least wear a double mm. XL to fit all the words in. All right, now J.R. Smith is sharing his college journey and everybody's really excited for him. And so he he posted on, on social media, English is my first language, but these papers though. Joined a study group for my African American studies class on Groupie and my classmates don't think it's me. Finished my English homework. Dope short story about a little girl with six brothers and seeking parents approval. Dope reading. First tutoring session in the books. I really like Mrs. Burke. Extremely helpful. <laughs> so he said, I hated school growing up, and I knew this would be a challenge, but that's not going to discourage me. One second, you have to be able to buckle down and lock into new journeys and challenges coming in your life. Observe, learn, and adapt.
3: I'm happy for J.L. Smith.
4: So he's at North Carolina a t And I saw somebody posted a picture like, I can't believe that J.R. Smith is in my class, in my 8 a.m. class. So
3: and that's good. I mean, I, I just I wish that I took advantage of a lot of the classes that were in college. When I was in college, I was just trying to get out.
4: Well, you all wish you did.
3: And um, I wish I took advantage of a lot of the stuff that I should have, whether it's accounting classes and in, in finance classes, things that I had to figure out later on. I wish I'd have took advantage of it.
5: I just respect the fact that he's not afraid to continue to still grow and learn, mm-hmm. you know, and try new mm-hmm. things because, I mean, he's a multimillionaire. He don't have to go back to school. But Correct. the fact that he wants to make himself better, I respect it. So drop on the Clues Bonds with J.R. Smith, damn it. Mm-hmm.
4: My favorite college class, I think, that I ever took was um, screenwriting. That was, And I did photography in college. So it was fun. You can take classes that you really care about and that interest you and learn more.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, as a doctorate, as a person with a doctorate degree, you know, I spent a lot of time Doing in the what? classroom. What classroom? You know what I mean? What classroom did you spend time don't, in? Don't worry about that. You know, this is before What's your internet. doctorate in? Doctoring.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that is your rumor report. He's
3: like, no, he a he the booty gang doctor. Hey, <laughs> I'm still a doctor. You are. <laughs> you are. Okay. We got front page news next. What are we talking about?
4: Yes. And let's talk about about 1.1 million customers still don't have power in Louisiana. When are they going to get their power back? And uh, we'll give you some updates as rescue efforts are continuing.
1: All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
4: Angela Yee here, and did you know that the General Insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? Take a closer look at the General and see how they can help you save, too. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply.
3: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. Where we starting?
4: Well, let's start in Louisiana. Hurricane Ida has left catastrophic damage. Uh, we already told you guys that one person was confirmed to have been killed. Well, now they said there's a second storm-related death that was reported following Hurricane Ida. The first is a tree that fell on some uh, someone. The next one is a man who drowned after attempting to drive his vehicle through floodwater. They said right now his age is unknown. I know a lot of people are trying to locate their loved ones. As these rescue efforts are continuing, about 1.1 million customers still do not have power in Louisiana. They said electricity is practically non-existent for most people. They're saying some of these outages could last more than three weeks, by the way. So that's really, imagine having to go three weeks. They said three hospitals across the state have already been evacuated, with the fourth hospital in the process of being evacuated And according to the governor, there's also 18 water system outages impacting more than over 300,000 people and 14 boil water advisories that impacts more than 329,000 people across Louisiana.
5: That's horrible. That's got to suck in 2021. I mean, I I went through something like that in the 80s with Hurricane Hugo in Charleston, South Carolina. But they have to experience that in 2021. Mm -hmm. Like that should not be the case for anybody to be without power for three weeks.
4: Right, and That's Joe crazy. Biden has addressed the damage caused by Hurricane Ida, and he is offering federal support to the states who are impacted. Here's what he had to say.
2: And we've deployed more than 200 generators, and we already moved into the region. They've been moved in ahead of time. And uh, the Administrator Griswell and her team at FEMA is working getting more of those uh, into the area. Uh, we're in close contact with local electric providers to see what they need. They're all private providers. We don't control that, but we're doing all we can to minimize the amount of time it's going to take to get power back up for everyone
6: in the region.
4: They said they've moved more than 200 generators into the region and they're working to send in more. I actually talked to some people that are in Louisiana right now how difficult it is to even try to get gas, to be able to drive anywhere from a gas station, how hot it is and there's no power. So you don't have air conditioning, you don't have lights. So people are trying to figure out... People don't want to leave either if you're there right now. I know some people are trying to stay, but, you know, it's a difficult situation.
3: I wonder can. How they can prevent those things from happening? Because you you look at other neighborhoods. Like, of course, I, I live in Jersey, and I just remember 10 years ago there was areas that used to flood all the time during the rain. It used to be problems all the time, and they fixed it. They they fixed the you know the structure to make sure it didn't happen again. And I wonder why they don't do that in in certain areas that flood all the time, like. New Orleans, Louisiana, or, or I think Jersey Houston. flooding
5: a little different than Louisiana flooding. Louisiana flooding is a lot more intense, a lot more. But if they know the It's going to happen, a lot more higher.
3: can't they figure out how? It's not. It's not like it's a surprise. They know it's going to happen. They evacuate people. So, mm-hmm. w- would they be able to install something in, in the infrastructure to make sure it doesn't happen again? Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm you know. I'm just asking.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. this has been an ongoing issue there. So, and even, yeah, for, you know, gen- they're trying to move these generators there now for mm-hmm. people to be able to have power. I saw a man got attacked by an alligator. That's wild. In the water from the floods after Hurricane Ida. All right, now, um, two people are dead and 10 are injured after a Mississippi highway washed away by heavy rain. The incident occurred on Highway 26 in George County. And the washout, they said, was likely related to the rain from Hurricane Ida as well. More than 58,000 people in Mississippi remain without power due to the storm. All right. And South African researchers are keeping an eye on yet another new coronavirus variant. They're saying this one is called C12. It's popped up across South Africa and other seven other countries in Africa, Asia, and the Pacific. They're not sure whether... It's constellation of mutations will make it more dangerous, but they said it has changes that have given other variants increased transmissibility and also the ability to evade the immune system's response to some degree. So they're saying that uh, more mutations doesn't have to mean more danger. Some mutations can weaken a virus, but we'll see what happens. They're keeping an eye on this new variant. That why, does all discovered.
5: This, why does all of this sound like the Marvel Universe? I mean mutations and variants and all types of other stuff. Where are the Avengers when we need them? My God, is the, Aven- is the Avengers the vaccine?
4: <sighs> I don't know. The vaccinators. Just imagine all these Jeez. things happening at once, right? We have, Oof. yeah, it's just a lot. All you know, right, sounds well- like the Book of Revelation to me. That is your front page I don't news. know what
5: everybody else doing, but you better find some healing and get right with God. You know, Absolutely. I, I, I haven't found answers anyplace else. Yeah, okay. no, it, it's, it's been crazy. It's all right. between
3: COVID and the storms and all that. It's just, it's just been crazy. My family just got back this morning, and they were supposed to be back when Saturday morning because the storms held them, and, and they were stuck. So you better, back. You, better get to, you better get to know God if you don't know Mm-hmm. All right. Now, when we come back, we got a special guest joining us this morning. We have Ingrid Best joining us.
4: Yes. She is the executive vice president and the global head of marketing for Combs Enterprises.
3: That's right. We're going to kick it with her when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. She is the executive vice president of Combs Enterprises,
4: ladies and gentlemen, Ingrid Best. And we've talked about you on this show before when D-Nice was here. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how uh, supportive you've been of him as far as what he's been doing during the pandemic with DJing and everything. And, and actually, even though you work for a brand, telling him, don't just take a check to take a check. You know. Yeah, you gotta do what you're passionate about.
7: Um, so me and Derek definitely connect on that level. D nice, excuse me. <laughs> and let me tell you in the pandemic I was like, D, let me sponsor your club quarantine. I got a check for you and he was like, I'm doing this from my heart. Wow. So yeah, and he did. And look and look what look what's happened for him. The, mm. The, the money's coming right absolutely um, because he's doing it from his heart so. what do you like to drink too <laughs> <laughs>
4: that
5: you he like does. to drink well let me does. send you a bottle over dude. Yeah. damn yeah. but let's
4: talk about Ingrid for a second because not only is she my friend we first connected really like on business and to me she is one of my favorite people whenever I need advice on something or how to negotiate a deal she's the person I go to so I want to talk about how you got to where you are because I know that there's a lot of younger people who are watching who are like one day I want to be an executive like Ingrid is mm-hmm. and how does she get to that point and you work in the spirits industry and you've been there in this industry for so long and it might seem like just fun going to parties having drinks but there's mm-hmm. so much more that happens behind the scenes yeah. so let's start with um, you started out at a young age and you had a promotions company
7: yeah I started out actually doing street promotions I worked for all the major record labels I actually was on the bad boy street team Um, Oh, you you went
4: from the street team to be an executive?
7: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Were you part Um,
5: of those legendary campaigns like the Big Mac? mm
7: Mm-hmm. All that stuff. And when you think about a lot of like the experiential agencies and activations now, that came from a lot of street promotion, guerrilla marketing, and they just kind of took our sauce. And, and tried to make it their own. So a lot of what I do today comes from a lot of those early learnings from my street promotion days.
5: Very lost um, art, by the way.
7: Yeah, very much so. And it's a story that needs to be told. But, yeah, I've been in the business for 20 years. I started as an ambassador. Uh, I launched a, a little small brand for a really big company, and uh, that's where I found myself falling in love with this industry. Um, but the turning point for me in terms of my spirits career was really – Around the time that Puff made the deal with Ciroc, right, mm-hmm. because it was the first time that we got to see black and brown people got to see someone, you know, at the, that had a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. He got mm-hmm. a seat at the table for us, and that was really what kind of put the fire under me. I'm like, you know, what? this this is a real, this is a career. I, you know, there's something here. And when I started, there was there were no black and brown people that I saw anyway. Um, I you know, think of who was. I mean, for me, it was the receptionist and maybe a, an assistant. But in terms of management level, making mm-hmm. decisions, there just weren't people that looked like us. So from from my very early start, I was like, you know what, I'm a, I'm going to mix this up and I'm i going to change. And so that's one of the things I've been committed to doing is making sure that black and brown people have representation in the spirits industry, which is why me and Diddy connect the way that we do, right? Because mm-hmm. that's always been his ambition as well.
4: Now, before you landed there, let's talk about your path in the spirits business because you worked for Bacardi, mm-hmm. right? Was that your first...
7: No, so I've been in the game almost 20 years. I started out launching a brand for Diageo, Mm -hmm. um, and then I went on to work for Diageo for five or six years. I then was recruited by LVMH. Now for
4: Diageo, for people who don't know what Diageo Mm -hmm. is, they also are the company that explain how Diageo works just for people who don't know.
7: Yep, so full circle moment for me. I started at Diageo, and now I'm managing... Diddy's partnership with Diageo. So Diageo is our partner now on Ciroc and Leon. I worked with them for five years. They're the biggest supplier in the world. They own most of the brands that people are enjoying Mm -hmm. at bars and at home. Um, I then went on to work for, I got recruited by LVMH for the Moet Hennessy division. I started working across the portfolio, wine, spirits, both, and champagne. And then Worked on the Hennessy team. So when you've seen all that work where Hennessy really revitalized itself, that was the team that I worked on. And then I worked on Belvedere, try to help them get their act together. (laughs) And then I got recruited um, actually from Jay's team at Rock Nation to come and oversee the joint venture for Bacardi and Jay on Doucet. So Uh,
4: Bacardi is the parent company for Doucet. Yes. Okay. Bacardi
7: is the parent company for Doucet in partnership with Jay. They co-own it. And I basically oversaw all the marketing for Doucet. And then I got a call from, from Diddy and the team at Combs Enterprise. And you know, again, a full circle moment. You know, when I think back to how I started my career, he was very much so, his deal with Ciroc was so influential because I was like, finally, right. we got a piece of this thing. And so for me, it really is a full circle moment. And so now I'm the head of marketing for Combs Enterprise. We oversee Ciroc and De Leon. And we're, you know, looking at other brands to increase, you know, and grow our portfolio. And it's just, it's it's an incredible opportunity.
5: Can we talk about that for a second? Because people Mm -hmm. love to act like Diddy don't really own some of that Ciroc and Bayleon, but Mm -hmm. he has ownership in it.
7: Yeah, for sure. For, For Ciroc, listen, it was a mastermind, you know, marketing partnership that he put together. And all over the world, if you say Ciroc, what they people say is Diddy. Yeah. Um, and so there's uh, there's no denying the connectivity and the fact that he absolutely um, is the anchor for mm-hmm. that brand. And then with Deleon, again, he predicted the intersection between culture and, tequi- and, and tequila. No, no one really understood what was going to happen in that category the way that he did. Um, and he's a black man that owns a tequila. And his partner is Diageo. Um, and it's big business. A lot of people don't realize, but the spirits business, which is why you see so many people jumping in it, is very big Which is, is why very he's on that business. list of
4: top hip-hop, art, top hip-hop artists every year. Yeah. Like, I saw you posted a picture of your team that you have, which mm-hmm. is all black women. Yes. Which is unheard of in the spirits industry. Yeah,
7: yeah. We're, we are the only team that looks like us. I have seven black women marketers that are incredible. They're the best and the best. We can go toe-to-toe with anybody. So I'm, I'm kind of calling out the brand. They are what make me great. And uh, both of the brands are growing double digits. It's no accident because these women just get it, right? And they're hardworking. And we look like the consumer we're talking to. We and you know guys
4: sponsored w- the versus battles.
7: Yeah, yeah, we did. We, you know, And, and again, that was another prediction on, on Diddy's behalf where he was like, make that happen. I'm like, done. Um, because he knew that that was just going to be such a big moment in culture. And it has proven to be. And we've been at the center of that.
3: All right, we have more with Ingrid Best when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ingrid Best. She's the Executive Vice President and Global Head of Marketing for Spirits and Combs Enterprises. We have Ingrid Best here. Yee. Did so you I'm face racism
4: it. during this whole uh, ascent to where you are now?
3: A lot.
7: Yeah. Part of why this position was so attractive to me was because I knew that I would be in a situation to go back and grab a lot of those young women that have been through situations like myself, where you, you know, you're not getting the appropriate titles. You're not being offered the appropriate packages. You're being asked to wait in the same positions much longer than your white counterparts. And it's obvious, like the the treatment is obvious and it's traumatizing, Mm -hmm. right? I think obviously the George Floyd moment and the moment with Black Lives Matter made companies realize that they were under the microscope. So you're starting to see them appoint folks You know, kind of as figureheads because they have to.
4: They're like, okay, we need a head of diversity and inclusion. Yeah.
7: and I
5: I don't care how we get the win. Let's get the win. Let's
7: get the win, (laughs) right? (laughs) But it's also got to
4: continue. It can't be just right now while we're under the microscope, we're going to do this, and then we'll move away from it later. And it can't just just be surface either. It can't be surface.
7: Mm -hmm. And so I would say for those companies, I'm probably, you know, they keep an eye on me because I'm so vocal about it. I'm like, let's talk about it. There is racism in this industry like there's racism in all industries, Mm -hmm. right? I think the difference here is that your consumer is black and brown,
1: mm-hmm. and Absolutely.
7: so you got to do, do the right thing, right? And we all have to demand that they do the right thing, so it's good to see uh, some of my peers that are finally getting positioned in the right places, and you know, my thing is like, you got a seat, go get everybody else and get them a seat, right? Like that's our responsibility, and so that's what I've done with the seven women that work for me, and they are incredible.
4: You know, on a personal note, you also have a son. Yes. And you had your son pretty early, and yeah. you also had to work though. And working in nightlife and working in spirits mm-hmm. is a very time consuming job. It also requires travel, it requires you being out late. How was that balance for you?
7: Yeah, you know what? Listen, I'm a teenage mom. I had my son at 18 years old. Um, I, the first thing I want to say is to all you teenage moms, there's nothing you cannot do. So for me, it was like the, the very, very early on, I was like, okay, I have this mouth to feed. I have to figure this thing out and so he certainly um, has been my reason and it wasn't easy it was it was my community thank God for you know his father and his father's family and my mom and my family and, and like your tribe and um, I knew early on without my tribe I wasn't gonna re- really be able to balance like the love that I had for being a adult professional and a career person. But the, the responsibility that I had to being a parent.
5: Did I read somewhere that Sway Sway was one of your early mentors?
7: Yeah, Sway is absolutely one of my early hey, mentors. Area. Yeah, I'm from Which the Bay. Radio or? Yeah, yeah. So I interned for Sway. Wow. And you know my promotions, my street promotions, career was because of Sway. So Sway had a street promotions company. I interned for him. I fell in love with it. I was really good with it. He kind of moved on. And that was really how we stepped in. I was like, yo, I'm going to take all your accounts if you're okay with that. <laughs> if you're moving on, I'm going to take them. Um, but, yeah, I, I absolutely owe my connection to entertainment, my passion for it to Sway. And I tell him that as often as I can. I, I wish more young people now were in doing internships. Without my internship, there's a lot of things that I just wouldn't have been exposed to. And Diddy talks about that. He was the intern that was like, I'm willing to do anything to figure it out. And I think there's just so much value in interning and having people that you can look back. When I think back this way, I'm like, man, what would my life have been if I hadn't have met him, mm-hmm. if I didn't intern. Remember, I had a kid. I yeah. started
5: as an intern too. The problem now is that they make it too complicated to be an intern. Yeah. Like you got to be in school. Experts like I wasn't, I didn't go to college. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what, what about those kids from the hood who just got drive or just got talent, like they just need an opportunity? Right. Like, why, where they going to get that from?
7: Right. And that was me. <laughs> yeah, I don't
5: think nobody sets the tone like, like black women. I really, truly, honestly I don't feel either. like that. And I think that when you, especially <laughs> as a black man, when you see a Crew of black women, the first thing you think is home. Oh. Because you're thinking of your mom, you're thinking of your grandma, you know, your sisters, whatever. I just think nobody sets the tone like black women.
7: Black women are incredible. We're super passionate. We are nurturing. So the other thing is like we take time to be human. We're not just employees. We're not mm. robots. We very much so, you know, Hell the yeah. Zooms with my team, it's a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we pray, sometimes somebody's having a hard time they may cry but I'm gonna tell you one thing they gonna, they're gonna bang out an incredible marketing plan <laughs> and I think you know companies that have us at the helm they see the difference oh, you know yeah. we putting up the numbers mm-hmm. um, we're making change we have a beautiful way of recruiting right and influencing people want to work with us and for us and it goes a long way and you see it in your business I'm super proud of the work that I see
4: black women doing especially the black women in leadership and we look out for each other. Speaking know. of which, you have this Black Excellence campaign that's going on with entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and businesses. So I want to make sure that we talk about that. And that's for yeah. Ciroc. And I'm involved in that as well. You are. And thank you so much. So we launched a, a campaign in the middle
7: of in the pandemic called Ciroc Stands. And it's really our opportunity to look. Everyone knows that Ciroc is a brand that's about fun and celebration. We're also a brand that's anchored in doing the right thing and being a voice, right? And and it was important for us to make sure that people understand that you could have fun. You know, you can be a part of culture, but you can also be anchored in something. So we launched Ciroc Sands last year. We're kicking it off again um, this month. And we purposely... Kicked it off towards the latter part of August because it's focused around black businesses. And so the assumption is, oh, they're doing this program for Black Business Month. And we're like, no, we we're doing programs for black businesses, 365 days a year. We're working with you to interview some of those businesses and highlight some of those businesses. It was important to work with you because you are pioneering, you know, your entrepreneurial um, journey as a black business owner, and it's inspiring people, right? And so there's a connect connection there. So Sorok stands, you know, is just launching an initiative around black businesses. We're highlighting three businesses in New York. Three businesses that happen to be owned by black women, which we're really excited about. Mm-hmm. We work with some mentors to identify some of those Natina's businesses Natina's a mentor, as well. by the way, and Natina, Thea up here. Natina's a the mentor. World. Thea's a, a mentor. Y'all didn't and, vet
5: none of these people, huh?
7: Just... <laughs> we just, just handing out gigs. <laughs> and Thea's our boss up here. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, we identify folks that we thought could really help us pick some really dope black businesses. So, again, it's our opportunity. And at- these
4: business owners get to be on billboards, which they're all so excited yeah. about when I spoke to them. That's the one thing that they're like, Syracuse is paying for you to be on a billboard for your yeah. business. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we are doing obviously above and beyond that investing, making sure that these businesses, you know, some are cash. profiled, right? But then we're also working with um, companies that can also help, you know, other Black businesses benefit from some of the things that we're doing.
5: And this is none of my business. I'm just asking because you're so dope, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure you're paid well. But you know, you you help build up so many of these brands. At some point, somebody got to say, "Well, hey, Miss Ingrid, would you like some equity or some ownership
7: mm-hmm. as well?" Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm actually glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. My goal and what I will eventually do is own my own brand, and that's something that Diddy and I have talked about. He's super supportive of it. I'm working on some things that have been passionate and near and dear to me. Um, and he's like, look, when you when the time comes, we, we're gonna make it happen. And so Don't. ultimately my thing is like, you take all these experiences and and then you say, I know how to do this. I'm a master at this. And then what is it that I'm passionate about? And so that's what eventually, I think my path is gonna lead Soon. me to. On absolutely, yeah. She's well yeah. absolutely. And, and Diddy is super supportive of it and 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 ultimately like for him he's like that's the pinnacle right here i came in i did this marketing partnership I then i own this tequila you know i've had this legacy of having black women in leadership and uh, now i can actually also help someone kick off their dream
4: all right well ingrid i appreciate you so much for coming Absolutely. through thank ingrid guys. best make thank sure you. and tell people where they can find you cuz i know after this you're going to have a ton of questions if you want them <laughs> to find you ah uh, you can find me on um, Instagram, Miss Underscore I Best.
7: Mm-hmm. You can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Ingrid Best. Listen, I love mentoring folks. I'm only one person, so my team a lot of times is like, you can't take on another another mentee. But it goes back to your point. It shouldn't be so difficult to get guidance. That's right. If you're somebody that's eager, you want to learn, you want to intern, there should be people that are available to you that you don't have to go through this vigorous process. That's right. So. You could reach out to me. I try to read every DM, every message on LinkedIn. I really do. And yeah, that's where you could find and, me.
5: And you never know who's gonna, who's gonna end up being who. Right. So that person that you showed love to back right. in the day, next you know, they the, they the biggest Right. And y'all got a great relationship. Right,
7: right. And that's always been something that I hold dear. It's like, you don't know where people are gonna land. And listen, the young, pe- the young women that work for me, I am making sure that they're going to be better mm-hmm. than me. Mm-hmm. They are going to be the young women that when I'm a bit older, I'm going to, like, you going crazy, right. you know? And so, right. and I'm excited about that. So it's good to be here. I appreciate y'all. Thank
5: you for coming. Yeah, yeah I'm glad you, you
4: came. It's got, it, listen, Ingrid is not like, <laughs> I'm like, Ingrid, you got to do some interviews. She's like, uh. I'm like, okay. But, but it's, it's fun
7: to be on yeah. this side. Like I said, I you know, you know how many artists I was on the other side, you know, of, of, of the glass looking in and like, yeah, they're doing a great job. So. This is fun.
4: I didn't have any nerves either. I thought I would. I was like, well, oh. when you launch your brand, you got to come back.
7: Oh, I will. And
5: you work with Diddy. <laughs> How you got nerves when you work with Diddy? I know, right? As unpredictable as-
4: <laughs> Yeah, no.
7: You got to be, you got to definitely be strong to work with that brother. But he's a good brother. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot a, of fun. He's, love he's a lot of fun. There's a lot of love parties, a lot of club love, a lot of Sirac, a lot of De Leon. But uh, yeah, it's been good to be here with y'all. Thank you. Thank, thank you. This thank
5: you so is Ingrid Best. It's the Breakfast Club.
4: The t-
1: <laughs> this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
4: Well, let's talk Kanye's 10th studio album, Donda. Over 60 million streams in the U.S. on Apple Music in the first 24 hours. It set a 2021 record for the streaming service, and it was the third highest total ever in that span. It also was number one. Um, And topped a record 152 countries on Apple Music's album charts in its first 24 hours. And it occupied 19 of the top 20 spots on its Daily Top 100 Global Songs chart. So
5: So all the hype worked. All the anticipation worked. All the the listening parties and the pushbacks and everything else
4: worked. Mm -hmm. On Spotify, it got more than 94 million worldwide streams. The second most all-time ever for Spotify. So congratulations to him. Now, there was a lot of drama, as you know and one of the things that happened was Soldier Boy was upset that he was removed from the album. The verse that he did was cut from remote control. Here's Soldier Boy talking about Kanye, who didn't even tell him that he didn't put his verse on the album.
2: It was just more of a thing to where explaining it to my fans, so where they not in the dark about the whole situation. He blamed it on Universal, you saw that tweet. That's cow. Only reason he said that. Why you ain't say that before the album come out? You wait till I express myself on social media, and then you made an excuse. I don't give a damn if he mad, I
3: don't care how he feel. Hey man, you could've called me. Before everything, you could've called me and said, Draco, this the reason why you didn't make the album.
4: TMZ always catches up with Soldier Boy somehow. Mm-hmm. Now he also posted, he did the same ish on RoboCop when Amber Rose was in the studio years ago. I hate working with this dude. He needs help seriously. And then he called him uh, vagina. Well,
5: that's why he you gotta send him, him
4: lame. Energy. send him healing He said he energy, thought he soldier. could be the president. Sit your goofy ass down somewhere. That's why I hope don't f. Well, I think he meant to write f with you, but he said f you.
5: <laughs> you don't have no right to this penis no more. I don't like your behavior. Uh, All right.
4: But look, like, then he also that's said, funny. "Don't call my phone no more weird ass and weird." That's why Kim left your bipolar ass. That's not cool.
5: That's right, man. Send the brother healing energy, man.
4: All right, he went uh and then he put Call Me at Kim Kardashian.
3: See, he playing too much.
4: And he also put up his verse from remote control. I, I, like my my
2: I, 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 I not
5: now, I don't know how the industry works. Do you have to give people phone calls when you remove them from records? Do you let them know? I mean,
3: I think it's proper etiquette if you record a verse with somebody. and then. You're but I will say this. I a lot so. of
4: artists don't know if they made an album or not until it comes out. Mm. And that's the truth, right? Like, you might do a verse for somebody. You don't know. And then we've had artists up here all the time who are like, I recorded 100 songs. I only put 12 on the album. Mm. You know, and sometimes. Yeah, but
3: if they put out a version of a song that you were on and you're not on it, I think it's only right to have a conversation, I think. I don't think so.
4: I, I mean I can't say. I but I, don't I d- know. he did share their text messages back and forth. You know, it'd be nice, but it doesn't always happen. And that's just the truth. There, I'm sure that there's a ton of artists who did verses that didn't make it onto the album. Right? And you don't know till it comes out.
5: Just send them healing energy, Soldier Boy. That's all.
4: All right, now Twenty One Savage is speaking on owning his masters and he said he makes more money off album sales than touring.
3: I had a platinum album before I signed my deal.
4: You had to plan them out independent. You owned your publishing and anything.
5: Yes, I own my masters. Okay. Every song you ever heard. No hard, everything. I own it. A lot. My split, (coughs) I got a a 70-30 split with my label. I get 70, they get 30. Mm -hmm. I make more money off my album sales than I do off touring. That's him
4: on Million Dollars Worth of Game at Gilly and Wallow.
5: Flute to my guys, Willie uh, Wallow and Gilly. Y'all gonna stop back in like um, 21 Savage and ain't got good sense either.
3: Okay, drop on the clues behind 21 Savage. Yeah, but he's always said that he was independent at first and he made tons Mm -hmm. of money and that, that deal was amazing so
4: All right. Now, Offset, in the meantime, was at NASDAQ headquarters in Times Square, and he was celebrating Reservoir Media going public. It's an independent music publishing company. It's the first of its kind to do an IPO and the first female-led music company to go public as well, thanks to the leadership from its founder and CEO. Offset's involvement is because the Migos catalog is under Reservoir Media, under that umbrella. So he claims he's partners with the company. And... He actually rang the bell at NASDAQ, so congratulations to him. And I saw Cardi B was there supporting her man. Mm -hmm. And Reservoir Media posted this morning, Reservoir rang the NASDAQ opening bell in celebration of our recent IPO. It is both exciting and humbling to take this next step in Reservoir's journey. We look forward to all the opportunities this creates as we deepen our commitment to investing in entertainment. So congratulations to them. All right, now TI's daughter, Deja Harris, she was talking about not liking her hair texture. And I saw a lot of people commenting and a lot of back and forth about it. This was on Friday. She opened up about her struggles and how she didn't like her texture. She said, I hate to say it, slash admit it, but I'm so sad that I have my dad's hair texture. Sad because it's so much to deal with, manage. Sad because I feel like it just doesn't fit me, nor is this texture one that's appreciated or uplifted as much as the other textures. And then she said, anytime I see someone with type 4 hair, I always compliment them because I know how it feels to genuinely not like your hair, slash texture. I never want anyone to feel like that. It looks so bomb on other people but me. Yeah, no. So a lot of people did um, come to her defense and feel like they could relate and understand that. And some people felt like, you know, they criticized her for opening up about her hair. She's saying, saying that she's focusing on positive comments rather than the negative ones. But she said, I'm actually focusing on the uplifting positive comments as opposed to the negative. The tweet was only about myself, but I was open about how I feel because I know others might possibly be able to relate. And some of them did. Damn! Listen, I feel her, though, because, you know, my whole life growing up, I used to hate my hair texture. That's why I've been doing this natural hair journey to try to get my curls back. I It was just a lot to deal with. It would always be like you wash it and then your hair, when it's curly, it gets all knotty real fast. They didn't have a lot of hair products to be able to use for you to be able to uh, deal with your hair. Now there's a ton of products on the market, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people only... celebrate natural hair, but it is, uh, and sometimes certain hair textures are just a lot more difficult to even try to deal with, like to style and maintain.
5: And that's why, you know, I got I got three daughters. Like I tell my daughters all the time, I love your hair. I love your crown. Like I love when my wife takes their braids out and they got the big afros running around the house. Plus there's a lot of children's books out there that celebrate the beauty of of, of black hair nowadays. You got like, my big natural hair by, uh, oh, what's her name? I think it's CJ. E.J. Baker, mm-hmm. but we
4: didn't have that coming up. No. We
5: got it now. Kobo yeah, loves we have. Her no, I'm saying it's,
4: it's great now. But I can understand, and a lot of women can't understand the struggles that we've had to go through with our hair. That's why even having certain products in these stores now on the shelves and accessible to people is so important.
5: Hair love, hair love by Matthew Cherry. Salute to Matthew Cherry. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of a lot of books out there that reinforce the beauty of black hair. And if you got daughters like I do, I would encourage you to buy them all.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: All right. Now, Regina Hall is going to be joining Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg in a new Netflix comedy, Me Time. So uh, Night School, the writer John Hamburg, who wrote Night School, was going to write and direct the picture with um, him. also, he's also going to be producing it alongside uh, Kevin Hart and Brian Smiley for Heartbeat Productions. So they announced all of this on social media. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor reports.
3: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. And let me shout out to everybody that called me uh, yesterday. Oh,
4: wait, yeah, we got to get into that because we didn't even do that when we were talking about you. We talked about uh, Kanye's Donda album and how well it did. And you had some issues with Kanye. You called him clown several times. I
3: I called him a clown, and I still stand by that, and I still mean that. Um, Send him healing energy. No, I mean, I do, but I still think he's a clown. You can send a clown healing energy. Um, (laughs) What's so funny? No, so when it comes to so many people call me artists, athletes, uh, OGs, uh, newer artists, younger artists, uh, Kanye's team, and ask me why I felt that way, and I explained to them why I felt that way, and you know they asked me, well, why do you think that the people that I named, which was Pusha T, John Monopoly, uh, Free, and Boo, were well, like that too? Because I felt like I said I, I feel like you enable him to do it, like you don't stop him from doing the wild out stuff behind the scenes that I think is really uh, disrespectful and. He should be humbled, and they told me that that's a lie. It was like, that is not true. They was like, when you're dealing with somebody with that has uh, emotional bipolar. problems and bipolar and things like that, you can't necessarily control them. It's uncontrollable. You do what you can to make sure that things are all right, and they try to stay in there as a brother. But they said, yeah, they agree some of the things that he does is foul, but they said they can't control that man. And I called them clowns as well, and I called Pusha T yesterday. I called Free yesterday. Okay. And I spoke to uh, Boo yesterday for a while, and I spoke to them, And we had a great conversation, and they told me what they're trying to do to help that situation. So to those brothers, yes, I get it. And me calling you a clown was foul. Well, listen, but I still think Kanye is a clown for the things that he if do. If you ever but, had to
4: deal with somebody who's bipolar and not taking their medication, it is not an easy thing to do. If you love them, you try to help and be around, but it's, it is hard to control a person I just want to know how do you explain to
5: your wife that you was on the phone with somebody named Boo for hours because as soon as she says who you on the phone with and you say Boo do you have to explain that this is his name
4: Boo is is always in the middle of something remember (laughs) he broke up your fight Charlemagne. what fight I had you You and and Busta
1: me
5: and Buster ain't had no fight Why do we lie like this On the radio <laughs> Me and Buster did not a have a fight
4: There's a picture of it online
3: So I, I did have Me and Boo were dancing
4: You, you were Boo were dancing There's a, a, a picture of over. it online How you tell your
3: wife that Me yeah, yeah, and Boo was dancing when I was dancing with Boo <laughs> I was <dancing laughs> with Boo <laughs> okay. So shout shout to Boo And shout to to uh, Free I didn't speak to Free Me and Free just yelled at each other But shout to all them individuals That you know were able <laughs> to tell me their side And you know when I tell them you know, When I make a mistake I say it But I still think what Kanye does And this ish that he on You cardish, ain't gonna throw
5: your Yeezys away though
3: Nah, I still like the easiest. Oh, my I still God. Like I still like them. You know, so they're not okay. clown shoes. Wh- not clown. Which ones? Which ones? Some of them are clown shoes. Some of them are clown shoes. The runners, shoes. the runners <laughs> is good money. The runners is <laughs> good money. The other ones is clown shoes. Oh, y'all tickle me so much. Tickle you?
5: I'm <laughs> sending everybody healing energy, man. <laughs> All right. All right, but... Who you going hey. <laughs> to a donkey I
3: didn't tell you yet. You said tickle me.
5: Well, it's a guy out there that's fighting to get his girl back. We'll discuss for after the hour. we all been there before, too. Not like this. All
3: right. <laughs> Not like this. We'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
3: Yo, what up, y'all? It's DJ MV? Now, you like attention? Because you'll be getting all the looks with the new Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G or Z Flip 3 5G. One literally unfolds into a tablet and the other fits into your palm. Shop now at samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. I, I,
1: I, I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. that's pretty for the donkey of the day.
0: That's Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs>
5: The Breakfast Club. Yeah, it's Dark here today for Monday, August 31st. Last day of the month goes to Rodney William Metzger. Rodney is 36 years old, and he was recently sentenced to 25 years in prison. Oh, he admitted to 14 charges, including but not limited to kidnapping, assault, threatening with a handgun, all types of stuff. Why, oh, why did Rodney do this? Who did Rodney do this to? Well, before we get into that, let me just say that I once heard someone uh, say Sometimes you have to fake a suicide to get your girl back. When I heard that, I understood where the person was coming from because I, too, have felt like I wanted to make a permanent decision based off temporary feelings. Back in the day when my now wife broke up with me, I don't, I don't know if I really wanted to complete suicide. I just know that I felt like the sky was falling. And I wanted my woman back, and I felt like making her feel sorry for me would work. I know, I know, toxic as hell. All right, thank God for therapy, growth, and healing. Thank you, God, thank you, God. Well, this guy Rodney Metz, he definitely needs some healing, okay, and he's no different, all right? See, Rodney, in an attempt to gain sympathy from his ex-wife, he jumped out the window because first he faked the cancer diagnosis. See, I don't play like that, all right? You turn out to be what you pretend to be. I'm not playing about having no cancer. Okay. well, according to sheriff's office, uh, sheriff's office investigators, that plan didn't work. A.K.A. his wife didn't give a damn. Okay, ex-wife probably heard the news and said, I'm going to send him healing energy and kept her day moving. So Rodney devised another plan. This one even more diabolical than the first. See, Rodney Metzler decided to devise the plan to kidnap and save his ex-wife in a bid to win her back. Listen to what I just said. Rodney Metzger devised a plan to kidnap Mm-mm-mm. and save his ex-wife in a bid to win her back. Now, back on January 1st of this year, I guess Rodney's ex-wife was on some New Year, New Me energy, and when Rodney tried to get back with her, she denied him. So Rodney came up with this plan to kidnap and save his ex-wife in a bid to win her back, but not just to kidnap it, all right? He wanted to kidnap her and save her. Okay, just like a man, right? Ladies wanna be both the problem and the solution. When the reality is when you toxic like Rodney, you just the problem, but I'm not judging. I'm sending him healing energy. Okay, listen to this story. Rodney broke into his ex-wife's house wearing a mask and displaying a gun. When he spoke, he disguised his voice. All right, he hit her with the butt of the gun, tried to strangle her two times. He zip tied her hands assaulted her, placed the pillowcase over her head and dragged her to the deck and told her if she moved from the deck, she would be shot. Then Rodney went to change his clothes and came back to his ex-wife's house trying to be hero and called the police. Now, Rodney Metz couldn't have denied this if he tried. Evidence in the case was substantial. Okay, Cherokee County Sheriff's found the handgun in Metz's apartment. Oh, boy as well as zip ties that matched the ones found on his ex-wife. Investigators also saw Rodney on surveillance video carrying a package of zip ties out of a local Lowe's. All right. Rodney's cell phone and laptop search history revealed to investigators that he searched such topics as how long before you starve to death, how to change the sound of your voice, and how long it takes to choke someone unconscious. I couldn't make this up if I tried. Now granted, how long before you starve to death is what most men who lose their wives Google because they can't cook and a man cannot live off Chick-fil-A alone. All right. Now, D.A. Rachel Ash, who prosecuted the case, said Rodney Metzer is a master manipulator. I believe that is an understatement. And it's also very interesting to me that men will figure out all these ways to get our women back when we lose them. But the one thing we need to do when we are together is just act right okay it's really not that difficult just simply act right when you together with said lady and maybe y'all still be together now i know certain circumstances lead you to do certain things but that woman's intuition at some point kicked in and she realized i got to get away from this human rodney before his trauma kills the both of us and guess what you did rodney prove her right Okay, your ex-wife was absolutely correct in leaving your ass because you, my friend, are a sociopath. Now, Rodney Mitchell has been sentenced by Judge Anthony Anthony Baker to 70 years, okay, with the first 25 years to be served in confinement and the remaining 45 to be served on probation. (sighs) Let me tell y'all something, man. When you love something, let it go. If it comes back to you, then it's meant to be, all right? It's yours. Nope. But also, when you love something, let it go. And if you have to come up with criminal plans to get said thing back, remember the first part. Let it go and let it stay going. Please let Remy Ma give Rodney Metzer the biggest hee-haw.
7: Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother you dumb.
5: Mm, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I mean. Nope. No.
4: You
5: ain't never ever get your bitch back. <laughs> we, we go all out to get her back, but don't go all out to keep her when we're together. you right. That's ridiculous. You're okay, right. just do right while you're with her and you won't have to put yourself in these type of situations. This is extreme, though. I mean, come on,
4: man.
5: You think? <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> like, I think it's extremely come extreme. On, man.
5: Now you got to live 25 years in prison driving yourself crazy over that woman who's going to be out here living her best life
4: i be okay. like, thank God. Thank
3: God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. All right. Well, 800 585 1051. What's the craziest thing you've done to try to get your woman back? Hmm.
1: 800
3: 585 1051. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call, call me. me. Your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic, B- break it down 800 585 1051. The Breakfast Club, Hot. it's topic time. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Phone, Call 800 585
1: 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ <laughs> MV
3: Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us. We're talking about Charlemagne's donkey today. day. Who'd you give donkey to, Charlemagne? Uh,
5: Rodney Metzger, this guy from Georgia, uh, who first he faked cancer, a cancer diagnosis to get his ex-wife back. When that didn't work, he devised a plan to uh, kidnap and save her. So he kidnapped her, then left the house, came back dressed in some other clothes, and called the police and untied her and stuff like he was the hero.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. And how much time he got?
5: 70 years, 25 in prison, 45 oh on probation
3: goodness gracious all right so we're asking what's the craziest thing you've done to get your girl back or to try to get your girl back charlemagne i mean just
5: just, just fake suicide regular yeah i mean that wasn't a fake suicide i just said i'm gonna kill myself if you're not
3: with me or something like that something along those those lines now what about for you what's the the craziest thing a guy has done to you
4: i actually had to get a restraining order this guy used to um my ex-boyfriend used to stalk me all the time. I would come home. He'd be waiting outside the house. As soon as I walked up, he'd be waiting outside my job. It was like everywhere I went. So I ended up having to get a restraining order and uh, we had to go to court. Then he tried to sit next to me in court. I think the
3: one of the craziest thing is I, I think I called my wife's mother. Yeah, I called my wife's mother. I called my wife's brother before to try to talk to them, to them. I thought that was wild.
4: That's not really wild.
3: I'll
5: tell you one thing. Saying you're going to commit suicide thing. Don't try that with a woman that's healed and whole. Cause a woman that's healed and whole is gonna tell you.
4: I wish you healing energy.
5: I wish you healing energy, and that don't have nothing to do with me. Don't put that on me. Correct. And boy, that right there,
3: it'll, it'll, it'll I mean, it'll, it'll bring you back to reality. I've been there. I, I write about it in the book that comes out next year. How I felt, what got me to the lowest point where I didn't want to be here anymore and i take it serious so when people ever say that they want to commit suicide i take it extremely serious cuz you don't know what they're dealing with you just never
5: know and that's why i say when like you know i was i said during donkey of the day that my homeboy once said uh you know you, you have to, sometimes you got to fake suicide to get your girl back and you know i don't know if it's a fake because you really do feel like that when you're in that position mm-hmm. you really do feel like if i can't be with this woman i would rather not be here now that is a i was much way way younger when this when this happened and you know i I had a lot of healing that i needed to do on my own but yes you do get to that point where you feel that way yeah
3: all right well let's go to the phone lines hello who's this uh g money hey g money good morning uh good morning
2: how y'all doing
3: doing well doing what well. up What's g the money thing you did to try to get your girl back
2: i flashed the new boyfriend all, all, all four times
3: you slashed his tires
2: wow I his tires. why
5: you treating yeah. why you treated her new boyfriend like one of his side chicks
2: I scared him right off But I wanted my woman back Did it,
5: okay. did, you, did you get her back?
2: Yeah I got her back Yeah we
4: got back together
5: Oh wow So the slashing ties thing worked huh?
4: Well I don't recommend that <laughs> Yeah
3: Alright brother Alright
5: No we can't leave it at that I need to know how you got his girl back I know it wasn't the slashing ties Yeah it was
2: like a, I scared him off and I came back and get to, I, I could have got back To get back together I can't believe
5: you Hold didn't on. scare her off Exactly <laughs> like, She stuck around?
2: Well, she, she
3: know she I,
5: I was crazy, though. Oh, hell no. Give me this woman's location, man. You stupid, man. Thank
3: you, brother. Hello, who's this?
5: Blink twice if you need help, young lady, please. <laughs> What's going on?
3: What's the craziest thing you did to get your girl back, bro? So stupid, man. I fell through a table. A glass table. Why would you fall through a glass table, bro? Because <laughs> that's
5: stupid.
2: You just wanted her attention. You wanted
3: sympathy. That's what you try to get sympathy. You already know it, man. So did it how work? did
5: you fall? Did you just fall straight back, or did you run and jump into it?
1: No, I just kind of fell straight back like she had pushed me, you know what I mean?
5: What? Oh, you <laughs> act like you fainted?
1: Yeah.
5: But so were you,
4: were you injured?
5: No.
1: Thank God I
5: wasn't. be like, I'll die without you. Did it work? Watch! <laughs> you just fall out. It yeah. worked? No,
4: it well, worked? I ain't work, man. So,
5: yeah. Damn it, man. And you had to buy her a new table. <laughs> buy her a new table.
4: I bet the air, you broke the table.
5: <laughs> man,
4: look
1: at uh, I never pull a stone like
4: that ever again.
3: Please right. don't, yeah. 80 585 we are asking, what's the craziest thing you did to get your girl back? Call us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know
1: it, I I I that? Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800
3: 585 1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're asking, what's the craziest thing you've done to get your girl back? Hello, who's this? This is
0: Deborah. How y'all doing? How what's up, Deborah? How you doing, Deborah? Oh, I'm good. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm actually on
3: here. So, Deborah, what's the craziest thing you did to get your girl back? Um, The
0: craziest thing I ever did to
3: get
0: my guy back oh. is. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Um, was I walked from my city to his city? I live in Michigan, and um, I was
3: in Detroit at the time. He was in Novi. Y'all can Google that.
0: Detroit um, to what? 20- it's a novi. To Novi. Novi.
3: That's far. That's like a forty-minute drive. It's not
0: a forty-minute drive. It's like twenty-five
3: it's
4: 40 minutes. 20 minute
0: drive. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I made it to like the end, like the beginning of Novi. Now wait, why did you walk? Yeah, you I'm just bus, curious. Taxi, why did you Uber? walk? I, okay, first of all, I was 21. It was his birthday, and he was, uh, like, ignoring me. He went out with all his um, workmates, and he was avoiding me. Like, he wouldn't answer the phone. I had
5: planned everything. So I think anger driven, drove me to do that. Now, hold on. It says it's an 8-hour, 42-minute walk.
4: That don't say that.
5: Yes, that it does. That Detroit, that. Detroit, yeah. Michigan, to Novi, Michigan, says it's an 8-hour, 42-minute walk. It's 25 miles.
4: She was mad. You know, she was walking
0: fast. No, I was on the free well, not the freeway, but like this highway, and the police picked me up. Girl, I way know way. you was no, not you walking talking? on the highway.
5: <laughs> so you finally got to this man all musky and stink and think he gonna want
3: you back?
0: Yeah, he did want me back. Which, hey! Uh, years later. <laughs>
3: My goodness. I that was a good workout. Anyway. Well, thank you, Mama.
0: Wait, can I say something, please? Yes, so it ma'am. was like a March. You said enough. i love <laughs> <laughs> left, y'all. And I'm a young mother. I'm 30. I have a six-year-old. And I just put up a Rope Bundy account um, to get a down payment on a house that I was, um they accepted the offer. But mm-hmm. I need help with the down payment, like, really bad. So I want to know if I can just put up there oh yeah as go as ahead an and maybe we'll do um, a walk for you oh my god thank you um, it, she... <laughs> phoenix VC, so that's P H O E N I X. V as in Victor c as in Clemens that's my Instagram my Facebook is phoenix Clemens no s um, and it's on GoFundMe. I, I'm truly and honestly I'm, looking I'm, up to get a down payment for my daughter.
5: I'm gonna be honest with you. I respect your hustle, but I I, I hate the fact that you went all out to get your man back by walking, but do, to get money for a down 21. payment, you just raised the GoFundMe. Oh, okay.
3: Well, thank you, Mama. Okay. We're
4: Hello. just strong calves. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Kenny.
3: Kenny, what's the uh, craziest thing you did to get your uh, significant other back?
0: So um, every time I would pull up at a mall or at any kind of store, I first noticed it when I was at the mall. Um, my tires were slashed, and the weird part was my spark plugs were missing. So
4: that didn't sound like he wanted you back.
0: To Called tow truck.
4: Every time I went to a mall. I don't understand. So that was him trying to get you back? Yeah. I
2: don't understand. You fi- had to
3: call him to fix it. He
0: was working for a tow
4: truck. Oh. He was working for a tow
0: company. Ah. So I always had to call him or a mechanic, which the mechanic was his friend. Well
4: who was paying <laughs> who was paying for this? You had to pay?
3: No, he was saying. He, he oh, okay. took the spark plugs and then put it back on. It was the same plugs. Did y'all did y'all get yeah. back together?
2: So, yeah, we've been married
3: four years.
4: Oh, my gosh. All right, well, so that worked.
3: <laughs> Goodness gracious. Girl, great. is he
4: a little crazy? Has
3: have he ever admitted to this? Yes, he has. I mean, once they married, you could admit to it. You <laughs> be like, well, you know what I did back in the day because it's yeah. funny now. I, right? I might have called that, that a ago, red flag.
4: Yeah, Do we'll y'all be... have any issues now?
5: <laughs> no, actually. Well, listen, has he done anything to try to heal those toxic <laughs> traits? Has he gone to therapy? You know what I mean? Is he doing anything to heal? He has.
2: He has gone
5: okay. therapy. Okay. That's important. Well, thank That's you, all. mama.
2: Have a good
3: one. Love
4: you, you guys. I just want to say we don't encourage any of these activities.
5: No, I mean, the thing is, if you notice, a lot of these conversations are, are from when the people were a lot younger. And when you were a lot younger and you had a fragile ego and you was toxic, yes, we did a lot of toxic things.
3: All right. Now we got rumors on the way?
4: Yes. R. Kelly will give you an update what's going on in court. The first man who was accused him of abuse is talking at the trial. All right. We'll get into that
3: next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
5: Tuesday morning, baby. Last day of the month. Tomorrow's the first. Hope you got money for your rent and your mortgages and your bills and all that other good stuff. Okay, shout to all the Virgos
3: out there, man. Virgos, drop a bomb for all the Virgos out there. Oh my man, you got a bomb this, day coming, that's right. right? This Friday.
5: Yeah, you, uh, my brother Wax, w- my, my 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 daughter Paige. Paige. Um, well, that's your my, daughter, my Paige, girl Shelby. Your assistant, yeah. that is my daughter. Okay, but she's. She's white. That's right. And you have a... That's right. I saw all these white people adopting little black babies. I went and got me a grown white one. I don't okay. know if you want
4: her calling you daddy after you hear this R. Kelly trial information. You got to
5: make everything weird <laughs> for no damn reason.
4: Because we're about to talk about this. All right. Oh,
5: have
1: mercy.
3: All right. Let's
4: do it. Listen
1: up. This just in. All the guys, gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club.
4: Well, this R. Kelly trial is continuing in Brooklyn. And yesterday, the first man who was actually accusing R. Kelly took the stand. He's going under the name Lewis, And so what he says happens is that he met R. Kelly at a McDonald's. And he sexually assaulted him when he was 17 years old. He said R. Kelly invited him over to a music studio, but instead brought him to his house and actually performed oral sex on him. He said he was working the overnight shift back in 2006 at a suburb in Chicago. R. Kelly was 39 years old at the time. And according to, quote, Lewis, he said that, uh, you know, they he invited him to come to his home. In another suburb of Chicago, when he got there, they met in a detached garage where R. Kelly had exercise equipment and a boxing ring rather than in one of the studios that he had in the house. He asked me what I was willing to do for music. Now, Lewis said he would carry his bags and things like that, but he said R. Kelly was unreceptive. Then he asked him if he had any fantasies and quoted R. Kelly as saying, you never had fantasies about men. I said, no, Lewis continued, and then he crawled down on his knees and proceeded to give me oral sex. He zipped my pants down and he started doing it. Now, he also said that he didn't have uh, any type of reaction to the oral sex, so I guess R. Kelly stopped and he asked him to stop, and then he said he swore Lewis to secrecy. He said, don't tell anyone we're brothers now. He said he continued to see R. Kelly after that. He wanted to be mentored for his music career, and when they asked him why he continued, you know, he said he just was really trying to make it in the music business. And he said on subsequent occasions, R. Kelly would record some of their encounters while he was sexually abusing him. And he asked that he call him daddy. Other women have also testified that R. Kelly recorded their sexual encounters and demanded that they call him daddy previously. He said as his relationship with him got stronger, he said, I was like a brother. I was his little brother. And he tried to bribe another r kelly accuser so she wouldn't testify against him so just a lot of different things and then he also discussed an incident of non-consensual sex that involved another person he said r kelly snapped his fingers and a young lady came out from underneath a boxing ring and crawled over to him and started performing oral sex on both him and r kelly he said it was uncomfortable and he also said another time he passed out from drinking at a party and he woke up alone with r kelly unsure whether or not they had a sexual encounter So this trial is continuing on. We'll continue to give you updates as they're in court today as well. But uh, ongoing theme here. He had the women and now this first male sexual accuser who said he was groomed from from the age of 17, uh, calling him daddy, recording these sexual encounters, swearing people to secrecy. Another woman says that R. Kelly assaulted her days after allegedly marrying Aaliyah in secret. She said she was 17 at the time. And you know, she, she said R. Kelly had two men approach her and her 19-year-old friend after the show. And as the dressing room cleared out, he asked the girls to play a game of who could kiss it better. And then the girls kissed him before he unzipped her pants and had unprotected sexual intercourse with her.
5: How was none of this on TV? I would think that, you know, for all the coverage that they've, you know, given R. Kelly and, you know, these, these, these things over the years, that the court trial would be on television.
4: Right. I'm not sure why they haven't put it on TV, but we told you previously that a lot of people aren't allowed in the courtroom right now because of COVID and for whatever other reasons that Mm -hmm. they have. So it's just the jurors and the alternate jurors that are in there as well. Alright, now another drama Summer Walker and London on the Track Have had a going back and forth on social media That's really messy And she has called him the ghetto baby daddy from hell She went on social media and said London calling and DMing everyone around me Because he's blocked Talking about if you care about Summer Get that away from her So if anything happens to me, it was him Ghetto baby daddy from hell I'd be minding my business And never call him unless it's about the well-being of my child Here's what else she had to say
0: Y'all was f- terrorizing me for two years, bro. Cause I was with the. N- I gave him back. I tried as best as I could to keep him involved with his children's lives.
8: Brought you here. Didn't even tell you. He didn't even tell you I was there. He was mad. And we talked. I'm like, shorty, I had no problem with you. I want to be good. Let's, you know, our kids. They can grow up together. I can't wait till she Paris come over to the playroom. Blah blah blah. Nah, bitch. Cause you was. Baby daddy, you still wanted to fight. I don't want to fight any you hoes.
4: So she's talking about all the baby moms that she's had to deal with. And she also posted, I'd be trying so hard to mind my business. And she said, and come get this car. I don't want nothing from you. And this ish ain't even paid for. I like my car paid off. Now, London on the track responded on social media. He said, it's goofy. He said, it ain't even funny. I really be trying to spare shorty because I understand her mental health ain't where it needs to be. But the line got to stop calling DM and who for what post the current receipts. If it's accurate, don't lie. Plus, my new woman ain't going for no ish like that. And then he said about the truck It's cute, too. I'm going to have somebody come get it tomorrow. Put the jewelry in the armrest. I don't want you to have nothing you don't want. I ain't going to keep playing with you on this Internet. You still making payments. This is just too messy. Messy. I don't know if we should even get into all of
5: this. Send them healing energy. I'm sending this whole room report healing energy.
4: Yeah. It's a lot of drama. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Mm -mm -mm. All right. And now here's what else Summer Walker had to say to all of London on the Tracks, his children's mothers.
0: I get absolutely nothing for, from this. I was supposed to have my child,
8: be married, like they said he would do, and carry on with my career silently. I have no problem with y'all, bro, leave me alone, bro. I'ma say it one more time, leave me alone. Me alone, leave me alone
4: oh man I'm
5: sending them all healing energy I
4: hope so because really the most important thing is the children mm-hmm. and so right now it's really messy and I know everything is fresh but hopefully they get to that space where they can co-parent peacefully and not have to deal with this you
5: got one more ye to bring the vibe down anything else
4: I think that's it for now okay. because you know time's
5: up I mean lord have mercy we started off telling everybody happy birthday and celebrating life and then I don't <laughs> know like,
4: where
3: we went yeah I don't know where we went to salute
5: to low key too low key's born day is on uh, September 3rd as
3: well September 3rd, yes, yeah. he's September 3rd he's Danny three. Danny Francis, my brother, September Danny. 3rd yep. Yep. Uh, The author, I can't think of his name and That always comes up here, it's his birthday, September 3rd What's his name, I can't uh, remember his I, name. I don't know what author here.
4: you're talking about What's his name?
3: Malcolm Gladwell Malcolm Gladwell oh, okay. is 9-3? Okay. Yeah, 9-3 as well Alright, really? mm-hmm. sure.
4: well that is your rumor report
3: I'll wait, I'll wait for you Is it? Uh, yeah, September yeah. 3rd yeah. Yeah. Right. Shout out to all my Virgo brothers out there All right. Now, And sisters and sisters. All right. Now, shout to uh, Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. 800 585 1051. Shout to everybody in Detroit. Had an amazing time in Detroit. We're planning out Carcella, Detroit. I can't wait for you guys to come on out. Uh, is
4: August Alcina's birthday September
3: 3rd? Yes, August Alcina's birthday uh, September 3rd as well. Yes. Forgot about August Alcina. Oh, Charlie Sheen. Man, why do you say yes like that, bro? No, because we always talk yes. about it. I always say that's my brother. God, damn. But I, I got to check on I haven't man spoke August. to August in a minute. I ain't speak to August in a second either. I'm going to check up on August
1: too. All right. Well, the mix is up next. Next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
4: From James Wan, director of The Conjuring, comes a new vision of terror. On September 10th, Malignant hits theaters. You don't want to miss it, and you won't want to see it alone. Malignant, rated R in theaters and on HBO Max, September 10th.
3: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. This young black woman owns a trucking business that is making millions. She still talk, she talks about where she started from, how she got into the trucking business. Casey Cooper, she is the CEO of the Compass Circle. Welcome. Thank you. So, for people that don't know who Casey Cooper is, who is Casey Cooper, and what is your business? So,
8: I'm Casey Cooper of the Compass Circle. Thank you for that intro. Mm-hmm. I started a trucking company about 16 years ago, and kind of just kept failing forward. Um, got into heavy haul, wide loads, tall loads, heavy loads. Um And government contracts So I've been awarded almost $6 million Worth of government contracts in the last three years mm-hmm. And we teach Women owned and minority companies How to get access to the same opportunities Through government contracts Or certifications so they can you know grow their business
4: Yeah I'm a fan of um, MWBEs Because I feel like a lot of people don't take advantage Of them and uh, apply for that Certification so can you talk about what that Process is like and how you even knew about it I just really you know
8: desire is one hell of a drug Anything you want bad enough, you will do the research. So I was Googling. I was getting with my local procurement office. Um, And kind of once you start getting into that industry and, you know, you start getting emails, you start getting invited to, like, all the happenings. Um, WMB varies in different states depending on, you know, what's going on. Of course, everybody's backed up right now. But they're going to want to see, like, two years of tax returns. They're going to want to see that you are a legitimate, viable business so you can get this certification to move forward.
3: Now, how did you get into trucking? You're from Virginia Beach. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, 15 years ago in Virginia Beach when you started this company? Virginia Beach, I'm sure it wasn't about trucking. Drugs were heavy in Virginia Beach yes. at the time. Uh, crime was heavy in Virginia Beach. And partying was heavy in Virginia Beach. There was no Miami back then. We went to Virginia Beach that's to party. Right. So, how did you get into trucking?
8: So, when I was 15, I had vending machines. Mm-hmm. And so I would be like 15, going to get my dollar bills and hitting the mall. So, I'm making like four or 500 So, a week. how did
3: you start the vending machines? That's not, at a 15 year old, that's not what a 15 year old does usually, no. typically. So, how did you get into vending machines? How did you get this entrepreneur type of mind? I
8: don't know. Nobody in my family, my parents are working middle class, retired people. I have no idea. I think it's just from people just telling you no. Like, back then, we it was no Uber. It was no Lyft. So mm-hmm. you had to, like, get case quarters and use the phone. White Pages pick me up. So I became very resourceful. Um, and I just, I got those vending machines. It was an older gentleman in my neighborhood. He was he had, like, accounts at the airports. And I convinced him to just rent me, to. Back then, I was 15, so it was Quite some time ago, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but for twenty five dollars a month for two of them back then, I was doing music really heavy, so I put them in the studio. I would go get my money, and I was like set on I'm not going to be the one making this money. That's how I'm gonna do it. Right. So that was like my first taste. I got about twenty five, and I was like, Yo, I'm gonna get me a dump truck. I don't know where it came from. It just <laughs> popped up in it's my mind. A dump truck. Yeah, and I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna have this fleet. I'm gonna do this, and it just did not happen that way. I mean, I ended
3: up a millionaire, but. It took so what time. happened with the business? So so what was the, the bad part about the business? You got your first dump truck, and then Woo! what happened?
8: <laughs> the first one was a piece of crap. It was $80,000, so the truck note was like 2200 Insurance was 600 At what age? Um, I was like 25. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending 600 a week on fuel. It was just horrible. It was a piece of crap. It was actually a converted road tractor that somebody put a dump body on. So for <laughs> anybody listening, don't do that. Because okay. road <laughs> tractors are not made to go off-road like that. Um, But my mom had co-signed for me, so my motivation was like I can't Messing let her mom's yeah credit. I can't do it but I was up against a converted road tractor so mm-hmm. I ended up terminating the lease I had to pay like 20 grand to get out of it and mm-hmm. then I just kept buying trucks buying trucks buying trucks got my license got my Twit car got my escort and pilot's license and I just kept, I mean, I was like failing forward but I kept going to the next steps.
3: What is escort? You got to break it down like okay. a good 3 year olds I don't know what escort. Es- escort to some people like what? what? Was she oh, yes, please. <laughs> I've <I'd laughs> <I> come, <laughs> come too far, please.
8: So just like this building, this building is a tall, I don't know how many stories but it was a, this was a job to pull together millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So I would bring in like the tall beams that actually hold the building up. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that stuff is so wide or so tall or so heavy that it's not safe during, oh, you know, you, normal you're hours. You're the person
3: that slows down the traffic because the, the, yeah. the truck takes up two lanes and you got to take up the third Yeah, lane. we have
8: to keep it safe. And sometimes, I mean, the stuff would be so big, we would have to carry it at night, like shut down tunnels. It was a whole production. So I think the first time I got the first escort bill was like 11000 for the week. I was like, oh, no. Who (laughs) I need to talk to to get my license? My dad got his license. My boyfriend at the time got his license. So we were just trying to save money, but Mm -hmm. I ended up getting into so many other things. So it was pretty cool.
4: Now, I want to get back to these government contracts because you said you've gotten $6 million worth of government government contracts. You know, a lot of women are eligible. Oh, yeah. It gets a little shicey how things get done because I've heard of stories where like, uh, you know, uh, white women are eligible for this. Right. Yeah. And so their husband or family member will sign up for something and then they'll get the certification with the woman in the family. Exactly. But that takes away from also it's supposed to benefit black people and minorities. Right. Right. So can you talk about that whole process and how you managed to get six million, almost six million dollars worth of contracts? Yes. So
8: same thing, like I was saying earlier, I mean, I was just taking all the classes, everybody's local municipality or state mm-hmm. has some kind of program we have the
4: um, small business administration here, yes and i've taken classes there too Enjoy. and i got my certification job, <laughs> okay but
8: if you don't use it you mm-hmm. can't complain you right. know what i'm saying so even though we don't speak to each other in that language like i'm not sitting here talking to you about an rfp and rfi we just we don't communicate that way um i think it's a little off-putting because culturally we're just not introduced to that mm-hmm. and project management is not something that we're really reared on If our parents did have businesses, they were working in the business. You didn't really see your pop sitting back calling all the shots. Um, So same process. I mean, you just have to get in there, find out what your state has to offer, because it's going to vary. I probably have gotten over $40,000 worth of free things, business plans. I'm talking about elaborate business plans, employee handbooks, like policies, procedures. Most of us are not walking around with that stuff, but that's what it takes to get to, you know, this apex level. Um, but you have to just really tap into it. Um, the government contracts are there. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one was about two months after I got registered in Sam's. I had no clue what I was doing, like no clue. I just knew that I had to get the paperwork together. Right. I just had to get it together, and I would get a <laughs> I would get a swing at so some point. So you put
4: a bid in? Is that? How no, it
8: I just register. So www.sam.gov mm-hmm. is the federal government's um, like wheelhouse to register. So once you go in there and you register, which is absolutely free. Um, then you're eligible to start looking at contracts, bidding on contracts, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. Now, I don't recommend if you have no, I, you know, no experience whatsoever just start bidding. Right. But I was already doing my trucking thing, so I was 10 years in by that point.
3: You have a program where you teach people how oh, yeah. to do it? All the time. Break yeah. that down.
8: So, I mean, there's so many certifications. There's one called the 8A, the letter, um the number 8 and the letter A. I'm in that program. This is my 4th year. It's a developmental program for minorities who have disparities, um, that allows you to actually bypass the bidding process. So my $5 million contract I got because of that certification, I would have never got that opportunity that easy without that certification. Wow. So, you know, you have total small business, which most of us are total small business. You have woman-owned, economically disadvantaged woman-owned, hub zone, 8A. There's a myriad of them. You just have to pick the ones that apply to you and, and make them work for you.
4: And all this information, by the way, is free, right? It's all free. And you can go and do these classes, those class, Well, you pay for it with your tax dollars. That's Mm -hmm. what I always say. So you need to make sure you use these resources. And and
8: here's the thing, too, Angela. So I'm from Virginia. That's where I got all of my training from. In this particular time and setting when I was going after all of these classes, you had to be making $250,000 a year to even get the free government classes. Wow. So let's just say you make $7 an hour and you got a side business. You're able to scrape up, you know, 60,000 growth. You're not even eligible to take the class. Right. So systems are put in place for it to be systematic.
4: Yeah, that makes no sense. It makes no
8: sense. So everybody has, you know, different opportunities and that's just one. I mean, It's now you have YouTube people on Clubhouse talking about government contracts. Fifteen years ago, people were not talking about government contracts, and nobody was talking about trucking. Period. People
4: get rich off of that.
8: Oh, I've done very well. Yeah, like very. Yeah, there's
4: companies that can go from being a small company to being a multi million dollar company. Oh yeah.
8: And then at that point, you have to decide because if you're making thirty thousand a year, you don't really know what it's like to be in charge of seven million. So each way, I thank God for it now. Even now, I'm like, I don't want to grow my company to $100 million. That's not what I want to do. You know, it's just a different level of responsibility.
3: Well, Casey, we appreciate you for joining us.
8: Thank you.
4: How can people find you and also learn about the classes and everything? Absolutely. So you guys can find me at The
8: Compass Circle on Instagram. The Compass Circle on Facebook, and our website is
3: www.thecompasscircle.com. All right. Well, thank you, Casey Cooper, for joining us. And also, we got a shout-out to Ingrid Best for stopping through this morning.
4: Yes, that is my girl, Ingrid Best. She is the executive vice president and the global head of marketing for Combs Enterprises. So, all of the Sirac and Delion activations that you see, Sirac sponsoring, the Versus battles, all of that, that's Ingrid.
3: Salute to Ingrid. Alright well it's time for a positive note You got a positive note?
5: The positive note is simply this man Um, Well first of all I want to salute Anita Copack's Shallow Waters Make sure you go grab Anita Copack's Shallow Waters As well as Tamika Mallory's State of Emergency How to Win in the Country We Built uh, Both available wherever you buy books right now And the positive note is simply this May you have the courage to break the patterns in your life That are no longer serving you That's generational curse breaker talk
2: Breakfast club bitches Y'all finished or y'all done?